Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Breaking news. Welcome back to our special coverage of Pandemic 2020, brought to you by Home Depot, Kroger, and Eggs. Eggs, it's what's for breakfast. Malls and retailers all across Georgia are just now opening their doors to customers as the coronavirus pandemic seems to have, well, gone away altogether. We now go live to downtown Atlanta, to the Mall of the Green Pecan, where WSHIT's senior retail and nightlife reporter Dandy Danderson is on the scene. Dandy, tell us how things are looking down there. Thanks, Jim. I know it was you who took my white claw from the bake room, by the way. You are an alcoholic, and you owe me $7. Oh, now, Dandy, I haven't had a drink since my first wife left me. You know she that. She left you because you're gay, Jim. You tried to kiss me at the Christmas party. Dandy is such a jokester. And the 4th of July cookout. Do you have a report from the mall, Dandy? And when you volunteered to join me on assignment on that carnival cruise? That was for an investigative report. We <laughs> talked about this, Dandy. The name of the cruise was In the Closet on the Water. Okay, now, clearly he's just kidding. Dandy, how about that report from the mall? Yes, Jim, I'm here at the Mall of the Green Pecan, where just hours ago, doors opened up to patrons for the first time in over three weeks. The governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, called on Georgians to stay safe while they enjoyed some retail therapy after being on lockdown. I had a chance to catch up with a few of those who braved the pandemic conditions to come and spend a little bit of that stimulus jingle jangle. Steve Thorpe from Buckhead said he just had to get out and do something besides talk to his wife. Yeah, me and the wife, we don't talk too much, to be honest. I try and stay out of the house most weekdays and Saturdays. I think it's been good for the marriage. I was running out of ways to pretend I was interested in what she had to say. Steve said Ed Hardy's and a Hooters Double D Chicken Wing Sandwich was just what the doctor ordered. I bought a couple sleeveless t-shirts. I wear these when I'm riding my bike up and down the mountains on Saturdays to keep spending too much time with my family. 
However, Steve was surprised to learn that his daughter had been hired at Hooters as a hostess. Yeah, that was a quinky dink. Didn't even recognize her till I looked at her face. She got her mom's legs, you know. But it was nice to see her, I guess. Turns out she's friends with this waitress I come to see every Thursday and Friday. It was nice. I'm hoping they come by the house a bit more. I told them the Bud Light Lime is for your mommy, but you could have anything else you could find. This reporter found Steve to be one of the more intelligent characters we met this afternoon, and that's saying a lot. Marissa Sutcliffe was out enjoying the sights and sounds this afternoon as her sorority had canceled all functions through the end of the school year. We caught up with her at the Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh my god, I am so glad they're opening the mall. I like, don't understand what the big deal is. I mean, we could like, be aware of the socially distant and like, make sure they're protecting themselves with like, the PSP masks and like, gloves and stuff. We just like, keep the old people in the old people's homes and like, anyone over 40 can stay home and work from their phones. Marissa clearly had a grasp on the serious issues at hand with a mind towards safety. Like, I hear Tom Gates, the founder of PowderPoint, is finding a cure and we're all going to be wearing a microskirt to tell you who has the Rona. My dad told me that only liberals get the virus, so I'm not too worried. I just want to make sure old people don't get it. This is the guy I'm dating, Davin. He is 36 and he's in like the high-risk category because he's nearsighted. After listening to Marissa's brain suck wind for over 15 minutes, we met Davin, an entrepreneur who says it's time to get back to normal activities. I own a few businesses focused on earth-friendly, biodegradable, sustainable private jets, and one focused on grass-fed grass that sells organic tree bark smoothies and vegan margaritas. We have two stores in Hollywood called Nothing Here Bleeds. And with a name like Davin, you knew the bullshit was right around the corner. Here Davin explains to us white privilege. Our business is down almost 1.5% amongst billionaires since this all started, so we're really feeling the pinch. We actually had to suspend all paid sick leave for employees, and I myself took a 3% pay cut in my travel allowance. Gavin then went on to explain he's here to support his girlfriend, break out the credit card, and in this reporter's opinion, make sure the honey hole stays open through the lockdown. I think she needs some lip gloss, new jeans, and she was running low on purses. So we came to stock up before they're all gone, we know how that goes. She makes her living on Insta. She tried like a bathing suit thing and then she gives her old clothing to less fortunate families in the West Hollywood Hills. So I figure this is all for a good cause. Marissa told this reporter, all in all, she's not too worried about getting sick. She doesn't even listen to the news. I heard UV and USB like kills anything that's living. I have a gold package at Tina, Tan, and Tweez. So yeah, it's like not that serious. Marissa went on to get a full makeup treatment at Sephora and told us she planned to visit a friend's house party later that night. We then caught up with Bonnie Bigman from East Cobb who told us she hates her children. Ugh, and they are the worst. Really, they're such little asshats. I can't actually believe I carried those little shitheads for nine months. We found Bonnie at Blakely's Jewelry buying a diamond necklace to ease some of the stress at home. After three kids and 20 years of marriage, let me tell you, Dandy, I have learned one thing. Jewelry is like cash when you have to leave quickly. (laughs) Bonnie told us a good margarita, Vicodin, and some Ambien will help get her through these next couple of months, but international travel was in her future. Well, I've always wanted my own bakery, and I figure Paris is far enough away that my lazy husband won't find me. He can't even find his car keys without my fucking help. He is like a four-year-old. 
Paris will be great for me. I can get a small place near the Ark and find a young Parisian man to make me tea in the morning and rub my feet after a long day of sightseeing. This reporter found that fantasy very relatable. Delicious. And finally, we met up with Greg, who told us Alex Jones had predicted the opening of the malls almost three weeks ago. He said he was here to meet a man he says he met online. Greg said the man had secret documents exposing a cover-up between Donald Trump Bigfoot, a Nigerian oil broker, and Angus Jones from Two and a Half Men. Andy, the globalist elite are taking over, but QAnon has started a secret government far from the reaches of the libtard criminals, and this mall is where the new leadership is meeting every third Tuesday to discuss the coup. I have it on good intel that Joe Biden has been hiding small Scottish children in the sunglass section of the Macy's, trying to overthrow the neocon movement by spraying 5G waves across the betting department where President Trump is getting his daily pedophile briefings. It is pretty serious shit. I have been really tuned into what's going Going on, wake up white people, liberate Georgia. We didn't really understand what the fuck Greg was talking about, so we asked him which shops he wanted to visit. I like the Gap. They have pretty cool t-shirts you can wear to rallies. I'm into pastels, so yeah, that's good for me. Probably will swing by GameStop and get a new game. I got my PSP back from my mom after I agreed to stop carrying a gun to the dinner table. Greg told us he'd been gainfully unemployed since 2016. That came as no surprise to this particular reporter. Hey, Greg, you're 43. When are you going to get a job? But I refuse to be enslaved by Jeff Bezos and his elite cult of overlords who want to use our body like hamster wheels to get themselves more powerful. Excuse me. Sorry. There's a sale on the new Jordans at Foot Locker. I don't want to miss out. I gotta go. And with that, Greg headed to the Foot Locker to enrich the global elite with his stimulus money. All in all, brisk sales today at the mall, and I would say most people were content to be shopping again. However, the best part of the day for this reporter was watching Darwinism in action in real time. That's me, Dandy Danderson, for WSHIT. Back to you, Jim. Thanks, Dandy. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Everything's back to normal and just fine. Remember to stay tuned to WSHIT's special coverage of Pandemic 2021, coming up soon. In early 2020, the world shut down. Stores, restaurants, schools, and whole communities shut their doors in an effort to protect human life. As the world quickly changed, one man went on Facebook to get a degree in internet epidemiology. Brian, along with his lab assistant, Hotley, are curing coronavirus by commenting on fake news and reposting recipes of secret virus cures from a friend of a friend who works high up in government. Join Brian and Hoadley as they discuss the world and life during this forced interruption. Learning, laughing, and loving in this real-life commercial break. On this episode of The Commercial Break... Like all good reasons to get involved in a conspiracy, (laughs) pussy. We are like 2,000 people away from getting 2,000 people to listen to this podcast. You're telling me there's a chance. I'm telling you there's a chance. My mom said the podcast was good and she was going to spread it around the retirement home like wildfire. <laughs> it's called Gooblygock. <laughs> Sign the dotted line where it says Gooblygock. <laughs> Notarize it. Do I have to use my real name? Whatever motivates Whatever you. Motivates you. <laughs> The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Well, try and make it through. Just 
yeah, just laugh a lot and we'll be okay. That's all I ask you to do. Just laugh a lot and I'll yes. see if I can if I can carry the show. Okay. Or either that or I'll just cut out what you said last night and I'll throw it into the, okay. the back end. That's the beauty of podcasting. Yes. And uh, by the way, we have a brand new website, tcbpodcast.com, tcbpodcast. That's not taking care of business. That is the commercial break podcast.com you can go there to check out all the latest episodes you can leave us comments and questions i told our designer which happens to be my wife that you probably should not turn on comments because that's just gonna end up being a you know a fucking cesspool of bullshit but she insisted that we turn on comments so now we have the ability to comment you can email us there we'll take your questions we'll take your comments you'll take your concerns and shove them up your ass maybe maybe (laughs) maybe if we like what you're saying we might respond that's right We're only about good news here. We're about good, positive, solid feelings. And with that, let's get into some bullshit. (laughs) Chrissy, my friend, after last week's uh, episode where we dug deep into the depths of the world of Christian evangelism, which I thought was a pretty good look at Christian evangelism. We could go on. $32 million planes. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler Perry, you fucktard. (laughs) There was a little meme going around that said, it was like 12 celebrities and then 12 televangelists in one picture. And it said how much dollars they have donated to the COVID-19 response. And every celebrity had donated some some millions of dollars. And then none of the televangelists had had spent $1 on supporting the COVID response. And it doesn't surprise me. I don't know that it's factual. It's just a meme on the internet. So I don't know that it's factual. Those are always factual. (laughs) (laughs) I believe everything I see on the internet. I am glad you're already suspending facts as as a way to (laughs) legitimize an argument tonight because we have a good one for you, my friend Hoadley. I am going to dig in to flat earthers. (laughs) (laughs) There are people that live on this earth that still believe that this earth is flat, right? That the earth is flat, that there's four corners to it, or that it's rounded. It depends on which you are. They call it the firmament, or I think that's what they call it, is the firmament. And that we're in a big glass bubble, essentially. It's just like a big saucer. And then there's like, you know, it's like a cake. It's a serving tray, essentially is what it is. (laughs) And it's held in by the ice wall, otherwise known as Antarctica. I'm going to say it right tonight. Antarctica. And the other one, the South Pole, too. Uh, the North Pole and the South Pole essentially are the edges. And we, what we are seeing is uh, not a rounded Earth. What we're looking at is essentially a flat Earth. Now, <laughs> flat Earth has been around for thousands of years, as a matter of fact. The original idea. That's right. It's the original <laughs> scientific concept is, is that we can keep on walking forever. And if you were born... But if you had the unfortunate, <laughs> you had the unfortunate <laughs> circumstance of being born before a thousand BC, then the the prevalent thought was is that the Earth is flat because, of course, you could only go as far as you could walk, and that might be ten miles, right? So, yes. it was a safe assumption that the world was flat. <laughs> Along come these couple of guys named Aristotle and you know Copernicus, and they do a couple of rude but rudimentary type of experiments, but they figure out by measuring points on the earth and then points in the stars that the earth is in fact spinning around the sun and that this earth is circular and that it's turning every 24 hours is when they come up with. And this is pretty early on. It's even before Jesus Christ. And one of the tests that they do that I think is is pretty simple to figure out. This to me is like, this is it, right? If you look, this is the thing that I can do at home. And when I do this at home, it's pretty easy for me to tell that the earth is in fact round. I look at the fucking moon. And when the moon is a quarter of a moon. The shadow of the earth is rounded. It's not a corner. Yes. There's no flat edges. Right. 
That's a do-at-home test. That's a DIY <laughs> test right there. You're fucking Copernicus yourself. But don't let facts or science get in the way of a good conspiracy, my friend, because these flat earthers have taken lots of time and lots of effort to scoot around all of the science <laughs> to make sure that they live in some alternate universe where flat earth exists. My opinion is, is that in general, flat earthers are kind of harmless. They did just like everybody else that belongs to a religion or likes a team or wants to be part of a group or, you know, is a hippie sure. or whatever the fuck, right? They're <laughs> just harmless. They just want to be with other people and be accepted in a group. And they have, by and large, found their home. And that is, unfortunately, people that haven't gone to third grade for science. <laughs> <laughs> they missed that grade. Yeah, they missed that particular episode of science. <laughs> but by and large, I think it's just kind of a harmless you know, conspiracy theory that you hang on to. And of course, it's like alcohol and drugs. If it ruins your life, then maybe you should stop it. But by and large, I think majority of these people are probably good, good, well-intentioned human beings who just like to go to flat earth conferences and, you know, noodle around with other flat earth people. Let's call them the rascal. Do they have flat earth rehab? Do they have flat earth what? Rehab. Oh, they've got to. You know that they do. (laughs) (laughs) I was reading a statistic today that people who... Be- <laughs> I'll read you a couple of statistics. There was a survey done in 2018, and they asked, you know, 13,000 people that lived in the United States of America, 13,000 responses that they considered legitimate responses if they believed in a number of conspiracies. JFK, 9-11, is Obama a Nigerian oil trader? All this other crazy <laughs> the bullshit. The moon landing. That, yeah, the moon landing. You know, on and on and on we go. And 80%... of respondents had some belief in some conspiratorial type thought, some theory, right? 2%, 2.3% of these people responded that they believe that the earth is flat. Now, Mm. it seems like a relatively small number, right? Mm -hmm. If you play that out across all American adults, it's something like six and a half million people that still believe that the earth is flat, not still believe, they are believing that the earth is flat. I find that number to be incredibly large, like... Six and a half million people, you're in the room with a flat earther somewhere, right? (laughs) But they're all coming out of the closet lately, and I believe that there's a couple reasons why. And this is why I think where where conspiracy theorists and these type of groups get in some trouble. There's this certain element, this extremism that jumps in there and it hijacks an otherwise kind of harmless idea, right? There's a couple of, you know, a couple guys sitting in their basement noodling around. Hey, I think the earth is flat and it's held up by the mountains. And I think there's a glass ceiling above <laughs> us and we could probably shoot Scott bottle rockets and hit the top. And then comes some extremism in there and they latch their extremist views onto this as a kind of a counterculture, um, as, as a way to get people riled up. And, and so over the last couple of years, YouTube, Alex Jones, A lot of these conspiratorial guys have really gotten the flat earthers and they've taken them and now they are kind of the face, the extreme face of the flat earth society. There's a lot of anti-Semites in the group. I don't understand why the poor fucking Mm. Jews always get pissed on. It's like, haven't these guys had enough? (laughs) suffered enough? It's the extremism that really bothers me. And that's why I think we need to take a good, hard Brian Greene and Chrissy Hoadley look at flat (laughs) earth. Okay, let's do it. I have dug deep into the internet (laughs) and I have done at least four days of research to get to the bottom of what was going on because it's not hard to figure out. So like any good conspiracy, you need a good face of the conspiracy. You need a nice, affable human being out there 
you know, telling your story and getting on the news and you know, you put you know, KKK members down with Katie Kirk for a long interview, right? No. So we have a great sergeant in arms for this one. His name is Mark Sargent. Mark Sargent Ooh. is a guy who about five years ago started doing YouTube videos. He claims that he did the YouTube videos and he was keeping the YouTube videos private. He didn't want any attention and he didn't want to be famous. This just happened upon him. He started making these YouTube videos kind of spelling out his exploration into flat earth. Now, that's all well, fine, and good. Mark pretends like he thinks the earth is flat. I actually have watched a lot of Mark out there, and I don't think Mark believes any of this bullshit. No, it's like Alex Jones or the televangelist. They don't believe the bullshit they're peddling. They just happen to be famous because of it, and now that they're famous, why stop the train, right? They got some money. Keep the charade going. That's right. I got some tail. I'm having fun. <laughs> And he spells it out in one interview. I really think we get to the bottom of actually why Mark is now on the flat earth train. Let's get into one of the rules that flat earthers have, this flat earth society has for themselves, and why that rule does not pertain, it pertains to Mark, but why I believe Mark is involved in flat earth. Once you become a flat earther, you can only date other flat earthers. Yeah. Is that a thing? There's flat earth dating apps. There's a whole flat earth social thing happening out there. Yeah, because the, the paradigm is so huge. Have you been on that app? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> but, but I didn't have to either uh, because... Oh, of course not. Well, no, well, yeah. No, no, because... Well, well seriously, I'm, I'm just not kidding you. When I, when I would show up at conferences, I would run into people, uh, some wonderful women over the last four years. They would be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm into this. You know, want, want to know more about you, and we started doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, all good reasons to get involved in a conspiracy, pussy. That's right. Like, any good conspiracy-minded male, pussy is the reason that right. we get involved in these. They have an app, Hoadley, for people who, are, who want to get together with other flat earthers. I can imagine why you can't date somebody who's not a flat earther that's because <laughs> no one in their fucking right mind would date someone who actually believed that the earth was flat correct <laughs> have you been on our new dating app it's like bumble it's for flat earthers it's called dumble <laughs> dumbledore i would imagine the ratio of men to women on dumble is pretty high pretty high <laughs> yeah tilted in the men I'm curious because now I've watched a lot of footage on these conferences. I'm curious as to what the, as to how many of these guys actually get laid from the conferences. I don't see a lot of, I mean, I'm not trying to be a sexist pig or anything, but I don't see a lot of hot chicks walking around <laughs> the Flat Earth Conference. Do they have the Earth Flat Earth Conferences like at the end of the Earth? They should. They should. <laughs> you can't get to the end of the Earth because they're protecting it only. Don't... I you saw. know the rules. <laughs> Don't throw facts in there. What the fuck? <laughs> One of Mark's very first videos that he put together was kind of his cliff notes as to his exploration into flat earthing. So he puts this little cliff notes together. And when you go to his YouTube channel, it says, start here. Start with this video where he lays out, his, I, he thinks, his best arguments as to why flat earth is true. Let's start with his first incredible reason why you should believe that the earth is flat. <laughs> For the first 4,000 years of our civilization, we believed that the Earth was a flattish disk surrounded by a solid dome barrier called the firmament. So, Mark, let's I mean, get I've this heard, I've heard of fermenting. I love wine. 
Yeah. Fermenting? Oh, that's the process upon which... Uh, Wine. Wine yeah, is sugar turns into alcohol, right? Yes. It's called fermenting. But I haven't heard of fermenting. Fermenting <laughs> is the process of your brain turning to <laughs> shit when you're watching Flat Earth videos. <laughs> I want to get... <laughs> right. But I want to get this straight. Mark. Mark, my buddy. I'm going to call you Mark because we're friends now because I've watched a lot of your videos. For the first 4,000 years prehistoric man was running around <laughs> clapping two rocks together hoping fire came out of it they didn't wipe their asses they made houses from rhino dung and they sacrificed children to keep thunderstorms at bay but you believe that these are the scientists that we should really <laughs> we should be believing in is prehistoric man we should go back go, go back to that <laughs> because you know no significant scientific developments have happened between here and there hardly heirloom heirloom theories heirloom <laughs> theories <laughs> like the tomato <laughs> interesting mm-hmm. i'm gonna look roses, into heirloom yeah heirloom <laughs> taking it back we're gonna start our own set of conspiracy theories and we're gonna call them heirloom theories <laughs> you know the egyptians actually thought that the mountains held up the glass ceiling right they, they held up the sky <laughs> and that there was an edge to it Mark doesn't. Mark forgets about Einstein and and all these guys and girls who have come along and made all of these wonderful additions to science, including the people who built the internet that Mark is currently famous for. <laughs> these are some of the same geniuses that, on a daily basis, don't have to think about whether or not the Earth is round or flat. But don't let facts get in the way of a good conspiracy. Mark is a roundineer, which is like an engineer for round. A roundineer. <laughs> let's find out let's let's learn a little bit more about what happened when modern man found out that the earth was flat planes were invented around 1900 but until 1957 nothing could go high enough to give a true perspective of where we lived and that's when everything got strange the united states and russia both sent up rockets high enough to take decent pictures and what they saw scared them a great deal how do we know they were extremely concerned about the sky because the U.S. and Russia immediately started firing nuclear weapons straight up, and they kept firing for the next four years. Okay, comrade. I did. Comrade Ruski, <laughs> we find the big shiny glass ceiling in the sky. I think we throw a big boom boom, and we uh, scare a man behind glass. <laughs> yes, Mark. <laughs> a big boom boom in the sky make a man go away. <laughs> yes, Mark. But he never gets to. Why? Why were they scared? What were they scared of? And why didn't they tell the truth? And what does nuclear bombs have to do with the price of tea in China? Why were you throwing <laughs> nuclear bombs at the sky? They're trying to break the glass ceiling. I guess that's the, the reason. But Mark never explains this. He just makes you, he just wants you to assume that because the U.S. and the Russia were throwing nuclear bombs in the sky, that clearly meant that there was trouble and the earth was flat. <laughs> <laughs> clearly. It had nothing to do with the arms race or the fact that we were at war with each other. It just had to do with everyone was scared. <laughs> I can imagine the phone, Ronald picking up the, Ronald Reagan picking up the phone to Gorbachev. <laughs> uh, hey, Gorby. Uh, we got this problem. There's a big glass ceiling in the sky. <laughs> Oh, don't worry about it. My men take care of it. They throw a big boom, boom. I don't, don't you worry. You throw a boom, boom. I throw a boom, boom. Everything okay. <laughs> right. Mark explains what happens at the end of the flat earth. Only a year into the atmosphere bombardment, 
Ten nations, including the United States, made Antarctica off-limits to any colonization. A treaty was put in place and to this day remains intact. Over 50 nations now have signed off on this treaty. Do you know any treaty that has lasted that long between all industrialized nations? Moreover, do you know any piece of real estate in the world that is owned by no one? Yes, I know a piece of real estate that's owned by no one. It's what's inside your fucking head, Mark. I mean, Mark. Mark. Mark thinks we live in the Truman Show, and the doors. there's someone, there's a door where it's going to open, and I guess, I don't know. Who's that wonderful actor that's in the Truman Show, by the way? The guy who plays like the, the God Carey. guy? No, the God oh. guy. The guy who Isn't was it? in uh, Apollo 13. Remember him? He's so good. What's his name? He's in uh, Westworld. He's in Westworld. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, Gene something? I can't remember the name. I don't know. But if he, if he was yes. God, I wouldn't be mad at this whole theory. Right. Like, if there really was a guy at the end of the door and that was the God, then I wouldn't be so upset with this theory. But Mark truly believes that we live in the fucking Truman Show and that I guess someone controls the rain and the, and the wind. and the, These things are never explained either. Like, what about the weather? If the, if the Earth right. is flat, how is the weather constantly turning in these patterns? But, you know, whatever. let's find out what the first explorers did once they found out about the firmament the firmament the (laughs) The the firmament it's one thing to be told of the giant impenetrable dome but it's a whole different animal when you finally stand right next to it then the tough decisions have to be made do we keep the secret and how far are we willing to go to keep the status quo <laughs> it all hey, goes John. back to penetration. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Mark's thinking about. He's got that good pussy. <laughs> hey, Bob, you think we should tell John about the giant snow globe we're living in? No, man, don't tell John. We're going to be shillingaires. We're going to have millions of shillings everywhere. Once we t- we tell nobody, we're going to be globe sellers. <laughs> The Globe salespeople are making a killing off this, Hody. I'm telling you. It's the Jewish Globe sellers that are making a killing off this. No explanation why. No explanation why, they, once they get the secret in their hands, why they have to keep it such a big secret. I don't understand. Why would you have to keep it a secret? Couldn't you just tell everybody and let them know? No. Because, <laughs> that, that, because then Mark's not getting laid. So Correct. Mark goes on to explain that like every good American conspiracy theory... NASA's involved. And that couldn't be more true. Establishing NASA as the front-runner of space exploration also diverted people who would have otherwise created their own space companies for profit. The best engineers, technicians, and pilots were recruited to the NASA space program. Once there, they were compartmentalized on a need-to-know basis. The astronauts know of the deception and are sworn to secrecy under the penalty of whatever motivates <laughs> under them. Under the penalty of whatever motivates them does not sound very scary to me. Okay, no, you listen up, you clear, bunch of... That's clear legal speak, Brian. Listen, that that's, is... That's in every contract I've ever signed. <laughs> in all 12 years that I've been a lawyer on the internet, <laughs> I have learned a few things. I am like the Perry Mason of Facebook, and I'm going to tell you right, that right there is like legalese. It's legal jargon you can take to the judge, for sure. <laughs> Under the penalty of whatever motivates you, you will not say a word. Sign this contract. It's called the whatever you think contract, however you want to operate contract. It's called googly gook. 
Sign the dotted line where it says goobly guck. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to use my real name? Whatever motivates you. <laughs> Will I be sued if I break this contract? I don't know. What motivates you? <laughs> right. I hereby declare on this the third day of December that I have found something that motivates me. <laughs> By the penalty of law, you, you shall stick to whatever motivates you. Uh, the bullshit's flying now, Mark. Why stop? You're on a roll, buddy. But what would happen? Mark says the space race is all made up. There was never any rockets in the sky. There was never any shuttles. Poor Challenger people. They probably hit the top of the ceiling. That's they what did. happened to them, that right? Is. That's exactly, That's exactly what, what happened. happened. Mm-hmm. Listen to Mark's theory. Sector spacecraft are just not going to be allowed for several reasons. The most obvious is the collision with the dome itself. Makes sense. I, you know, I think he's onto something here. Clearly, we're going to hit the dome. That's what happened to the Challenger. Do you remember that guy who went up in the balloon for Red Bull a couple of years ago? Yep. Hit the dome, flew yep. back down. That's what happened. All coming All these together poor now. bastards have died in vain. You know, here's the reality. If everyone's going to cover this up, we all have to have just a few rules, right? If there's millions and millions of people involved in this cover-up, then there's got to be a few rules. One of those rules is never show the tip. After over 50 years and thousands of hours of space travel footage, both by NASA and other countries, there is no exterior shot where the astronaut completes the simple act of panning the camera 180 degrees, let alone a full 360-degree sweep. They have a similar, similar rule on Dumble, which is never <laughs> show your balls in a shaft picture, in a dick pic. That's right. Never show the tip. It's always just a shaft. You got to get close up. Make sure you put something next to it so you can see the size. Never go 360 degrees around the balls. (laughs) A panorama nut shot. Doesn't happen. On a side note, how many many unrequested dick pics have you ever received in your entire life? Estimate. A few. A few? Like 100? Are we talking like 100? Or are we just like three? I'm going to go with maybe like, you know, three to five. None of those were me, right? No. I, okay, let's get back with yeah. the show. I just wanted to make sure. There's a few nights I can't remember there. I'm just making sure. Why no, couldn't you? <laughs> I'm asking all the women that I know that currently so that if I ever run for president, it won't come back and bite me in the balls. No pun intended. <laughs> yes, you intended that oh, pun. Pun intended. <laughs> now, Mark. Why can't you just fly around the world and check and see if the earth is round, right? That seems like we get to the bottom yeah. of this pretty fucking quickly. We go in a f- big, in a big zoom zoom. We go and we go fly around and we see if the earth is round or the earth is flat. Well, Mark's done a little investigating. Years and years of investigating, in fact, <laughs> on Travelocity. Line for pictures of the earth from space. 95% of what you will see is a collection of artificial composite shots. In 2000... When I did this search, there was exactly one picture by NASA showing the bottom part of Africa and Antarctica. Now that picture is hidden within hundreds of simulated images. There are HD cameras everywhere, and no one is taking a shot of the Earth, because you can't get enough altitude to do it. This is an easy thing you can check out in 60 seconds. Take a map reading of the distance between anywhere near Australia and anywhere in South America. It's a straight shot across the South Pacific. Now find your favorite travel site 
and try to get there nonstop. See what happens. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> it sounds like an advertisement for Hotels.com. <laughs> See where, you, see where you can go. See, see where go. you can go. Just try. That's just try. Try it. I dare you. Just Google book it. flights. Just book flights and hotels around. And just keep going. <laughs> book a flight from South America to South America, going to the left, and then from South America to South America, going to the right. See if the plane companies let you do it. No, because the global elite are in on the plane companies too. <laughs> I'm the traveling sure. gnome? <laughs> the traveling gnome. He's a map maker too. Totally is. Totally is. And I'm pretty sure if Mark just goes to Google Earth, it, it shows the Earth and you can zoom in. Don't get started on the facts, Holy! I told you we're going to have to suspend all that bullshit for just one episode, okay? All right, so two episodes in a row, but just one episode for right now. That's all you got to worry about. We'll take it one day at a time. We're like alcoholics here. Mark addresses this, Holy. He says that there's only one picture that's ever been taken f- from to the South Pole, of the South Pole, and that is now hidden in image upon image upon image of digital manipulation. Well, guess what? So is Facebook and Instagram, Mark, but there's a real woman behind that. Fucker. Here's the real answer, Mark. As a pilot of four hours, I can tell you the real answer as to why. As all four of my accredited pilot hours tell me, there's a reason why you can't fly from South America to Australia, and it has nothing to do with the roundness or the flatness of the Earth. It has to do with the 747, which is the most popular long haul commercial airliner that you would that you fly on almost every time you go across the ocean or in the long haul across the country. You can only fly for 16 hours at a time before the plane runs out of fuel, right? And there's not like you can stop at the fucking QT in the South Pacific. So it takes 15 hours and 16 minutes to fly from the shortest point in South America to the shortest point in Australia. Now you say to yourself, there it is. There's the thing. You can have an extra 45 minutes of fuel. Not when you put people and luggage in a plane. You have to take away some of that fuel so so the big fly-fly thing can get up in the air, Marky. (laughs) So the big vroom vroom can go (laughs) Spelling it out in flat earth language That's the real answer And also most You know most airline companies uh, In the event of an accident Or or something gone wrong in the air You probably want an extra couple minutes of fuel Just in case you have to go somewhere else Right? Yes Yes. That's it Are you throwing facts into here? No 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 (laughs) These aren't facts I made them up I actually don't even know that a 747 exists. I've only seen pictures on the internet. Lest you think Mark Sargent is the only person. Actually, I want to say this about Mark Sargent. He looks like a rather nice and affable guy. Never heard him say a bad word about anybody else. In all of the video that I've watched him, all three days I've been doing this research. (laughs) Never heard him say a bad word. Seems like an affable guy. He's never said anything anti-Semite, at least on camera that I can see, or racist or negative. He's just a guy who believes in flat earth, right? He's become famous because of it. That's good. However, Mark is the exception and not the rule as far as these internet videos are concerned. We meet Nathan Thomas, who runs one of the largest Facebook groups for flat earthers. Now, Nathan wants to explain what happened to him when he got the bug for flat earthing. I'm going to call him when he got the rascal flat. At first, I was extremely skeptical. I thought this was the craziest idea I'd ever heard, and I was going to debunk it in five minutes. 
And after about a month of not sleeping and really just digging through the information, I was a flat earther. So now we find out the real reason why Nathan is a flat earther. Crystal meth. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's not sleeping for a month and going through the internet? Who are these people? Do they not have jobs? See, here's follow me here, Holdy. I think what happens is, is these guys are either gainfully unemployed, right? Or they're just kind of like sedentary. They're not, they're not really doing anything in their life. And when they find out that they, like this guy in this particular documentary, it says that this guy gets 2,000 Facebook friends, friend requests a day for his group. 2,000 a day. That's people. wild. Isn't that insane? That is insane. I don't think I know 2,000 people in my entire life, I like don't know let if alone. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we we are like 2,000 people away from getting 2,000 people to listen to this podcast. So you're telling me there's a chance. I'm telling you there's a chance. My mom said the podcast was good, and she was going to spread it around the retirement home like wildfire. <laughs> Irving, K, yeah, Irving K. from Sunset Flowers Retirement Home says, I can't hear anything. <laughs> That's the review we have on Apple. <laughs> I just Fantastic. shit myself. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Where's my prune juice? <laughs> Please put that on our website. On the TV. <laughs> it's not on the TV. It's a podcast. <laughs> it's a what? It's a podcast. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> this is fantastic. Thanks. I can't hear anything. <laughs> oh. Nathan's been up all night. Nathan's been up all night thinking about flat earthers. Nathan goes out on the street to talk to to evangelize his flat Earth philosophy, and he tells uh, tells some folks on the street which scientists he's listening to. Everyone's coming out about all the celebrities: Shaq, Tila Tequila, Bob, Kyrie Irving. They're all talking about it. And it's- <laughs> they all are talking about it. So the flat earthers are taking their advice from the senior, the senior scientists at the University of Fucktard. Uh, <laughs> Tila, Tila Tequila. tequila. <laughs> I perked right up when I heard that. She yeah, I know. Tila Tequila. Where well was where? Known, uh, well, well known, known celebrity. Scientist. From both her sex tape and her recent <laughs> appearance at the Juggalo conference, <laughs> where she gave a. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just still laughing about the whole thing. <laughs> right out the Juggalo conference where she gave a she gave a hour long lecture on gravity, <laughs> <laughs> using her bo- using her fake boobs as an example. Te- yeah. Tequila, tequila. It's like, come on, man. Really, it, that's not helping the cause. Yeah, no. This whole influencer culture is just a whole like bag full of rhino shit. Does Shaq really think that? Shaq really thinks that. Shaq, I don't know if Shaq really thinks that. Shaq, Shaq really <laughs> said he thinks that, right? Here's the thing. I don't think a lot of these people really think it. I think it's a way to get attention and it's a way to cause controversy. Shaq is like a multi, multi, multi millionaire. He owns hundreds of businesses. And Guys DJs. don't get that way being dumb. 
right? I think mm-hmm. he jumped on the bandwagon to cause a little controversy and stir it up. However, I do think that Tila Tequila might have some rocks in her head. I mean, <laughs> and that she, it's possible that she believes it. Um, <clears throat> so here we get into kind of the, uh, the shady part of Flat Earthers. This is where we start to get into the, consp- the extremism conspiratorial view of Flat Earthers. This is what I was talking about. Extremists taking over a rather benign conspiracy theory, probably all in good fun. But it's all in good fun until we start blaming other groups for it. Here we go. It wasn't devised by men. It was devised by the devil who wants to deceive everyone. But NASA tells you that stars are billions of light years away. NASA in Hebrew means to deceive. Now, who speaks Hebrew? There's your answer right there. So you asked me who was behind it, and I think it's pretty obvious once you do the research. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I have so much to unpack here. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Clearly, it's the Jewish people that that have something to do. Okay, first of all, let me unpack this for a second. NASA in Hebrew does not mean to deceive. It means to lift. And NASA in Hebrew was not why the word NASA was started, right? I mean, it's the National Aeronautic and Space Association. That's what it's named after. It's not na- It's not some secret code word for to deceive. And if it was some secret code word for to deceive, they should pick another word because it doesn't mean for to deceive. But hey, who cares about facts when you have 30,000 fake followers on Twitter? Here we go oh, again. Yeah, and 2,000 a day trying 2000 to get into your group. Yeah, Yeah. trying to get into your group. And these are the beliefs that you're putting out there on national television, right? Here we go again. It's neo-Nazi in sheep's clothing. I hate this veiled Jew-hating. It drives me up a wall, holy. I don't understand it. I don't understand why we blame the Jews for so much. My dick is too small. I can't date IG models. I don't (laughs) like me. I hate working at McDonald's. I blame the Jews. Fucking drives me crazy that this that we that these guys can talk this freely about this on national television, right? I remember a time, maybe not too long ago, maybe like ten or fifteen years ago, when you would have never said this out of some I don't know, some moral fabric in society where you just didn't talk about that shit because you didn't yeah. want to hurt other people's feelings or you didn't want to look like an asshat mm-hmm. because no one else thought like you did. And now you know that there are plenty of people out there who think like you did. And a lot of them newly baptized into this bullshit by the extremism that has come out. And I hate it. Yeah, and so that's now, sad. don't you think so? Yeah. Like, shouldn't, aren't, we, aren't we a little too old for this bullshit as a society? Aren't we a little too old to be hating on people for the religion? for the color of their skin, for the way that they look, for the things that they, I mean, you know, for the things that they believe and the gods that they pray to, whatever it is. Yes. Aren't we a little too old for this bullshit? Yes, but now keep, it's... Keep to yourself. <laughs> Treat others with kindness and love. Right? God. I mean, that's my opinion. <laughs> you can think whatever you want to, right? But don't say it on national television and then don't aggravate a group of other people to believe in the same bullshit because... This Nathan guy is far from the only guy who went on national television or video to say this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they went to class. I don't think you there was a class to be missed. Wait, you don't think Nathan was top of the class? <laughs> you, don't, you don't think he graduated Zoom code laude or some bullshit no. at some school? <laughs> no. I think he was supposed to be homeschooled, but they never got around to it. <laughs> <laughs> he was supposed to be. 
<laughs> he was supposed to be. He was but... supposed to be homeschooled, but recess took up most of the day. Yeah, they didn't get they didn't get around to it. Like any good conspiracy, also people have to meet and they have to talk and they have to have a few drinks and they have to know each other face to face. So they go to these conferences. Let's just meet a few of the crazy people in these conferences. Here's a lady. Listen to what she has to say. <laughs> One of the fine ladies. You can tell people you're gay. You can tell people you're Christian. You can tell people I'm part of ISIS. But you won't get ridiculed as much as you say you're a flat earther. I think she hit the nail right on the head on that one. I'm not sure there's much more to say about that one. <laughs> Let's listen to the next guy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear what he's saying. <laughs> kind of a star field firmament about 6,000 miles above us and it appears to be a cymatic light field electromagnetic energy not gravity at all gravity is a deception the sun and the moon are these transcendental cymatic um, luminaries <laughs> were you speaking French no 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 man that's English <laughs> did you not attend my last YouTube seminar <laughs> On rock psychology? What's rock psychology? It's the psychology of rocks. We can really get in tune with the earth and understand what the rocks are feeling. Then you'll know more about life, the way that women think. Oh, you're getting your advice from a rock? Not only am I getting my advice from them, but they are life-sustaining. I have been eating them since third grade. I haven't shit since I was 23. <laughs> I've seen that guy at Stone Mountain. <laughs> I've seen that guy at a few of our friends' birthday parties. Yes. Why don't you come in the sweaty, sweaty trailer yeah. and make cymatic with me? There's a vision. Uh, this poor lady can't take the rejection from her mom. That's why she's at the conference. Coming here. You're going to talk to people who have done the same journey and they've come to the same conclusions and they don't want to live a lie. <laughs> it's compelling. She's got a compelling argument. That's right. People will listen to you at the Flat Earth Conference because they think they might get laid. I think we might have to go on a field trip to one of these. I am thinking. I'm thinking, two I'm thinking two things. Number one, we get to 500 listens, listeners on one episode. We do a live episode. We take phone calls. No matter who calls us, we just take the phone call and we answer it. What do you think? Yes. Live. We're in. Okay. 500-500. Like and subscribe. Spotify, Google, all that. I'm not going to make this into a commercial. But if you subscribe, it's good for us. If you listen to every episode, it's good for us. If you go to our website, all that other stuff, you know how to do it. I don't need to tell you like some robot on every other YouTube and podcast. You can please listen to us. Please go and and like and drop nice little comments about our stuff. So 500 listeners will do a live event in an evening. Uh, we got a long ways to go. So <laughs> I need everybody at my mom's retirement home to yes. jump on Spotify and like that us. And ask ask Aleska. Alexa. <laughs> so that's number one. Number two, I'm 100% with you. I think we need to go on a field trip. I think we get to 500 listeners. We do the live show, but then we'll let the listeners give us ideas as to which conference we should go to. There's fur baby conferences. There's pickup artist conferences. There's uh, the juggalo events. There's, you know, some of our friends have events I think would be fun to go to. And what we'll do is we'll do a podcast where we take all the interviews that we get from these and then we'll slice them together 
and we'll make kind of our own little, you know. I love it. Our own I love fun. it. Don't you think that's a ton of fun? Yes, yes. And we'll let the I'm we'll in. let the listeners pick or give us a give us suggestions as to which one. We'll boil it down to two or three. We'll let them vote as to which one, and then we'll go out there and we'll take some good audio. Perfect. I'm I in. love the idea. <laughs> so listen, Hodley, there's plenty more where this came from, but unfortunately, we only have so much time on on this po- particular podcast. So we'll get back to flat Earth someday. I'm sure there's a few topics we're going to come back around to. I know televangelism is one of them, and I imagine flat Earth is one of them. And I invite anybody who is truly flat Earth who really believes in this bullshit. You're welcome to come on the show and join us, and we'd love to have a frank discussion with you. I want to say this about all of our episodes. We do this in all good fun. We are equal opportunity offenders. As long as you are not hurting anybody, we have all the love in the heart for you. So don't feel bad if your feelings got hurt. People make fun of me a lot, too. Maybe my wife. (laughs) My mom's boyfriend. Irving. Go to Facebook and Instagram and like us. Drop your questions, comments, and concerns. We'll answer them. We'll try and answer them during during the show. I'm not. We didn't have any this week. We answered them last week, so we don't have any. <clears throat> Christy Hoadley, I love you, my friend. Thank you for I coming love on you, Brian. and for doing this again for the second week in a row. We had audio troubles. We had to go back. We had to redo a little bit of the show. I want to leave you with this fact, right? I want to I want to give you an opportunity to hear from somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. You know Neil deGrasse Tyson? You know that guy? I love him. Yes. He answers flat earthers in Star probably... Talk. Star Talk. Is that his mm-hmm. podcast? Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? Star yes. Talk? I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> he answers flat earthers in probably about the best way that I know how. Let's take a listen. So tell me, Neil, is the earth flat? We have video from space of the rotating spherical earth. The earth is round. Drop the mic. That is it. Boom. I love you. We're going to get through this. I love you too. (laughs) We're going to get through this. I'm going to say that at the end of every show until we're eventually through this. Take care, my friend. We'll see you next time on the commercial break. Sounds great. Peace. Find us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the commercial break. New episodes drop every Wednesday. We can be found on Spotify iHeartMedia, Apple, Google, and all major podcast providers. The Commercial Break is a great middleweight production. Written and produced by Brian Green. Co-hosted by Chrissy Hoadley.